And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome back to Full Time with Meg Linehan. I'm Meg. You are listening to a show all about women's soccer on the Athletic Podcast Network. Now, it is a full travel week for me here at the Athletic covering women's soccer, so I wanted to bring you inside the coverage. I was just in D.C. Basically, as soon as I record this, I am off to the airport for another trip. So to really get a sense of what it's like in terms of post-game coverage, I'm going to take you inside the mix zone, inside the press conference. But first... Full Time with Meg Linehan is presented by Klarna, the new smart way to pay when you shop online for tickets, team merch, and everything else. So, and of course, before we get to the rest of today's episode, if you want to show your support of Full Time, plus get all of our women's soccer coverage, all of our women's sports coverage, everything else The Athletic has to offer on our site and on our app, you can subscribe right now at theathletic.com slash full time. All right, so DC... Big game win over Nigeria, 2-1. to one. We had a debut in Sam Coffey. But really one of the big moments was the signing of the collective bargaining agreement, both between the women's national team and U.S. soccer, but also the men's national team and U.S. soccer. And there was actually a ceremony. It felt like an event. It felt like a moment. So I wanted to bring you in not just to all the stuff that got talked about the game, but also the, the CBA signing. So first... Let's start with captain and U.S. Women's National Team PA president, Becky Sauerbruns. Now, she had a whole speech right on the field. Yes, it is basically a big thank you list, but I think it's worth listening to again because she's highlighting all of the people who worked on the CBA and equal pay fight for years. So here's Becky. All right. Well, I'm going to keep this pretty short and sweet because we have a celebration that we need to get to, but I've got a lot of people to thank. First and foremost, I want to thank the players, past and present, for our persistence and basically never shying away from asking the question, why not? And I think us players really knew that we were on the right track when we started attracting some of the most brilliant minds in their fields to our cause. And so to our labor lawyers, Brett Hoff and Kaiser, to our litigation and appeals, Winston and Strawn, Mayor Brown, our communication strategist at the Levinson Group, also from the NFLPA, from numerous commercial partners and supporters of the PA. Thank you so much. Your work is unbelievable, and we will be forever grateful for that. To Secretary Walsh and the other labor leaders that are here tonight, thank you so much. This is a huge win for the labor movement and for workers' rights. And I would be remiss if I didn't shine a huge spotlight on our Players Association Executive Director, Becca Rue. We had a vision for RPA, and without this woman right here, without this brilliant woman, we never would have seen this vision through. Cindy, thanks for helping us 
get this cross the line. Good work. <laughs> I also want to point out some player representatives, Crystal Dunn, Sam Mewis. Aside from being amazing teammates, all the energy and everything that we put into the off these field issues, running this PA, you guys are great. I think we make a great team. <laughs> Let's keep it going. I also want to point out the, the women that actually negotiated this CBA. Lynn Williams, Midge Purse, Tierna Davidson, Kelly O'Hara, Alex Morgan. I am surrounded by brilliant people. It is quite nice. And last and not least, I want to thank all of you guys for all the support. <laughs> all, all the social media posts, the messages of support, the chance of equal pay at really funny times, showing up to our games. You guys make the difference and you are truly, truly the best fans in the world, so thank you. And now let's sign this thing. Okay, now let's go to the mix zone. Becky joined us there, followed by Megan Rapino, of course, and then also the latest player to earn her cap for the women's national team, Sam Coffey. And then finally, U.S. soccer president Cindy Parlo-Cohn joined and, and answered a few questions as well. So here are all of their comments from after the match. Just in terms of emotions, that moment, getting that moment after the game, being able to give a speech, what is it like to finally be here? Ooh, um, wasn't quite sure it was going to happen during my career. Um, so really happy that this current squad can kind of bring it across the line um, with the leadership from Cindy and with the coordination of the men's national team. Um, a lot of groups had to work together. And so there is a sense of, of relief because it was really complicated making sure that all needs were met um, as well as the, the Federation being happy with, with the agreement as well. And so a lot of pride, I would say, overall. A lot of pride. This was obviously finalized a few months ago. Was there anything you felt tonight that you didn't expect to feel as, you know, during the ceremony as it was, you were actually signing it? Um, I, it was really great to see some of the alumni flares come out. I think that was great, especially, like, you see Christine Lilly, who was there from the get who's like an OG when it comes to this kind of stuff. And then Julie I'm seeing, I mean, it's just kind of perfect that they're there to also kind of pass the baton on and actually see us as they like sprint with it. Um, I mean, I think also just having the crowd there and the supporters stay, I was kind of like, I'm like wondering if they're going to stay or not. And like a lot, a lot seem to stay. Um, and so just being able to share it with them because honestly, you know, they're the ones that show up for the games. You know, they're the ones that support us and chant equal pay and all those things. So um, a real sense of an appreciation too. Having some of the, you know, the Secretary of Labor and a few of the other big shots here from yeah, Congress and whatnot, is that a reminder of sort of how wide of an impact beyond just two soccer teams this has had? Oh, I, I absolutely think so. And I think uh, we knew that from the get-go that this was going to have ramifications outside of, of just women's soccer. And so, it's, you know, to have support from Congress, to have the, the Secretary of Labor here, I think it's great. And it just shows that, you know, hopefully this is something that will touch a lot of lives, a lot of women's lives in particular when it comes to women's rights and workers' rights. Can I take you a soccer question real quick to see your Thorns teammate Sam Coffey get her first cap tonight? How was that? Oh, it was great. Um, I'm such a huge <laughs> Sam Coffey fan. And I thought this was a tough match, and I thought she really showed herself well. I think she got out of some type of situation. 
execution. She protects balls really well, some broke some pressure really well, and so um, I think she's got a really bright future. Tonight kind of felt like the culmination of a really long fight, but obviously it's not over. You're not going to pack up and go home, so where do you go from here? What's next? Well, it was touched on a little bit. I'm not sure who, who said it, but I mean, federations have already been reaching out. Um, we've actually been working with the FA, and so they want to know what the CBA looks like, how it works, and so we're willing to share all our ideas, all the mechanics of it, and we really just want to push this and just kind of raise the bar for all the federations. Um, and then also if, if any organizations want to reach out, I mean, we have women that reach out all the time asking, how should I negotiate my contract? Little things like that that make a world of difference to that person. And so um, just knowing that we can keep pushing the level here domestically, but also internationally with FIFA as well. Yeah, I was going to say FIFA has to be a big one too, just mm-hmm. trying to equalize that prize money a little bit more. Equalize prize money, yeah. You know, working with FIFA Pro and making sure, you know, the, the union of our all unions that, you know, women are better represented in their federations as well. How fun was that? Oh, it was great. So just, yeah, it's hard to put into words. It still feels very surreal, but um, I think just so proud of everyone. Um, And I think back to all the players that have come through this program. Uh, You know, we weren't able to do what we did without them sort of laying the groundwork and being able to stand on their shoulders. So feels like a, a whole program win um, and then obviously just looking forward to what this means for the next generation and you know the battles that they can go and push on and continue to grow the sport um, into what we know it could be. That's one soccer question before all the other waiver questions. You come into the game, it's tied 1-1, a tougher game than Saturday was. What what are you seeing going into the game and then helping create the winning goal? Um, yeah, I mean, I think just to continue to be dangerous, get into those spaces, we knew that we could exploit them behind. Um, just, yeah, I guess just continue to do what I do. What I, do. I love being in and around the box and um, being in those kind of creative playmaking moments. So try to contribute and obviously I had to get that one for us. What did you think of the way we handled it? Um, amazing. I mean, that was tough. It was a little bit behind her, I think, so to be able to snap down, um, put it really in the only place I think could have scored uh, from that. It was a great just build up in general. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it just shows our attacking prowess. It really comes from everywhere. You can't really shut everything off, so you're going to have to leave someone open and uh, punish them. Obviously, this, this team went to France suing its own organization. Now you're going forward with people pay. Is there a point where you have women's soccer players will be able to concentrate on only soccer and not labor and, and be a little freer? Well, I certainly hope so, but that's not really up to us. So um, we, would, we would love to do that. I've said that for a long time. Uh, contrary to what it seemed like, we don't love to be in these fights. We'd much rather um, you know, focus on what we need to, which is winning and winning World Cups and continue to uh, be the best team we can. So... That's not up to us, so if everybody else wants to stop this, that'd be great. How special was it to do this in um, It was great, obviously, um, you know, to have uh, the White House back us like they have um, this whole time and been such huge supporters, um, you know, for a long time, even before Biden was uh, president, he's always supported us, so to know that we have that backing, uh, you know, and a lot of this, I think, can go beyond just what this team is, so, uh, and to a policy perspective or whatever. Um, yeah, it's really special. Obviously, the crowd was amazing. Um, a lot of players are, are from here or play here, so to be able to do it here was really yeah. nice. You mentioned, the for, you mentioned the former players. I saw you like hugging Christine Lilly and Julie. Mm-hmm. Have you had other opportunities to celebrate this with them yet, or was this like the first? Um, yeah, not really. Not uh, not this specific thing. I mean, obviously, we've celebrated a lot with them. I mean, you know, I think if you speak to any of us, we always speak of the older players. We always speak of those ones. Um, you know, that's where we learned our 
tenaciousness on and off the field that's just in the DNA and the fabric of the team. So, you know, I really feel so much like this is a win for all of us. Obviously, it's only going forward. We know that. But, um, you know, they should feel just as proud um, of this as we are. Tonight, really, tonight, really, to the game and make an impact. I was like, how did you feel about coming to the game and you made an impact right away? I mean, everybody was applauding you just when you came in and you came in and bang, and it's this. They took the lead. Well, I mean, I don't hate it. I, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if I'm only going to play, you know, 30 minutes, it's like I want to be impactful. Uh, no, I mean, obviously, to be able to come into the game, change the game like that, uh, you know, the game opens up so much after uh, the second half and after 60 minutes. So, you know, a huge shift by Soph again. Uh, and just keep pushing. I mean, that's the special thing about this team. It's like you stop them for a few minutes and then you got, you know, people coming off the bench that can uh, change the game. So that's the, the deepest part of our team um, is what we can do offensively coming off the bench. Tonight really felt like the culmination of a long fight, but obviously it's not over. You're not going to go home and stop fighting. So, yeah. so what's next? What, what do you do next? Oh, I mean, there's so much. Obviously, from a global perspective, we go to the World Cup coming up next year. Um, I said over there, just the you know amount of sponsorship dollars, the amount FIFA puts into it, the sort of whole infrastructure around the global game, um, I think needs to increase so much. Um, like all the results are there, we can't really do anything else. Like the World Cup was amazing in 2019, the Euros are amazing, Champions League was amazing. Um, you know, I think domestically, obviously, our league still has a long ways to go. Um, you know, we're still dealing with um, a lot of issues uh, that we shouldn't have to. So, you talking nice about me? I'm talking nice about. <laughs> um, no, I mean, there's still so much, obviously. I think the potential and, uh, you know, the springboard, hopefully, that this can provide for the league and also the global game is huge. Samantha Coffey, number 250. Yes, most capped player ever. Um, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, how did it feel being out on the field? Were there first game jitters? Did they settle down? How are you doing right now? Uh, I'm just overjoyed. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely first game jitters. It's very difficult to eat food today. Thank God for a blender. Um, but as I got closer to the game, I just kind of felt this spirit of calm and um, Blocko and the staff and all of my teammates were just so encouraging toward me and I, I could not have done it without them. Um, you know, they just reminded me just to be who I am and play my game and I don't have to change anything and I'm going to make mistakes. I think I, I really prepared to mess up, which was helpful. Um, and I just had so much fun. It's one of the best nights of my life, truly. Your parents were over the moon. Uh, yeah. Have, have you gotten to spend any time with them while they've been here? Uh, they, well, we've been here, yes. Um, I saw them last night. Um, they definitely were not expecting me to start. So that was a pleasant little surprise for them. Um, I just saw them on the field, too, and they were both weepy. So it was really great to see them. felt them celebrate the incredible, historic event that just transpired today, too. So that's really awesome. Um, speaking of that, it is a interesting game to have a debut in where you have this whole ceremony after just in terms of now being able to reap the benefits of the CBA as a new player what is that moment like for you? Yeah I think I'm like standing there in the background of these photos and I'm like I literally could not have less to do with this I'm incredibly grateful but I really am just like in awe of these women that not only are professional athletes play for the U.S. Women's National Team, like have the weight of the world on their shoulders, but are paving the way for this next generation. Um, and now we owe it to them to not only like give everything we have to this team, but also to this fight that we're, we still are fighting. Um, this is obviously such a pivotal event, what happened today. And 
I don't think it's really hit me like that. That just happened. I mean, when you think about equal pay, like that's been something that. Honestly, I mean, truly, like I mean, just women's sports in general has been fighting and continuing, continuing to fight for so many years. Um, but now it's our responsibility to continue the fight to help them in any way we can, not just be little like mooching young players who just reap all the benefits of like now getting equal paychecks, but just continuing this fight that started so many years ago and I'm just yeah in all these women I feel so blessed to share a locker room with them in terms of that check though I mean like running the numbers for these games now it's a significant increase like for you as a young player is that money like a substantial difference for you yeah yeah I mean I need like a financial advisor because I I should not be trusted with it but I am I'm frugal um I think Pino can take you shopping. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. They're all so designer. I'm like, okay, I can't keep up with the fashion trends. But um, no, it's. I mean, it's literally life changing. I mean, you mean you hear so many horror stories about like players ice bathing in trash cans and living in homes that have broken doors and windows and so many of those things are still happening, but maybe you don't get the spotlight. And so, I mean, this is so unbelievably deserved and long overdue um, and I mostly just feel so thrilled for the players that you know started this fight so many years ago that they now can can reap the benefits of their hard work because we're just yeah we're along for the ride and we get to learn from them and hopefully just continue this fight for them and their folks. About your journey step to step to step high school two colleges USU Thorns now this did you let yourself I saw you take, I think, take a knee you know, right before kickoff. Did you let yourself take it in for a moment before the game started? Um, yeah, I definitely just entered the game with, like, total gratitude and just awe of, like, this moment. But I also didn't let it get too big. Um, I just kind of continued this narrative in my head of just belonging here. And I've worked my tail off to be here. Um, and I've had countless people who have poured themselves into me in, in help of, of reaching this day and so as incredible and big as it was I also just stepped on the field and it was another soccer game that was something Rose said to me in the tunnel she's like just another soccer game six o'clock Tuesday kickoff like and they're right you know like at the end of the day it's just the game that we all love the game that we're gifted at and can play together and um, I knew if I overthought that or changed who I am that I wouldn't play my best game and, and, and my style of play and wouldn't be able to offer the team my full self so um, I would say it was definitely a both end both being grateful for the moment and taking it in but also just playing soccer So how did you feel about the CBA being signed here in D.C. tonight? I mean I thought the event went so well I mean we as I said tonight so many people have worked so hard to make this day a reality and I am so proud of everyone involved in where we landed and you know after two decades of fighting for equal pay um, standing on all the shoulders of the people that came before me to finally realize this moment when many said it couldn't be done or some even said it shouldn't be done um, to finally push it across the line and to achieve what we set out to achieve um, is meaningful and to have my former teammates um, many of them standing beside me uh, during this was really special as well. Why did you guys want to do this as such a public publicized event? Why not? I mean this is a historic <laughs> moment. This has never been done before. We're the first to do it and 
Um, and the amount of time and energy, the blood, the sweat, the tears that we've all put into this to make this a reality, we wanted a celebration. We didn't want to just sign in some room that no one saw or emailing it docu <laughs> docu sign. We wanted to make an event of it and celebrate it because I think everyone is proud of this as they should be. Yeah. Did you feel anything unexpected during the ceremony? Like anything you didn't expect to feel as you were actually up there either talking or signing it? Yeah, relief. Like I, you know, um, I set very high expectations. And so I've never been very good at celebrating momentous occasions. It's more like, okay, we achieved that goal. Okay, what's the next one? And so, um, but I, just a sense of relief and that this, this day has finally come. It's been a long time coming and to finally be able to re realize it was really special. Before this deal was agreed, there were a number of federations who said that they had achieved equal pay between their men's and women's teams, but no federation had actually equalized the World Cup prize money. So now that you are the first federation to do so, do you, do you get a sense that there are other federations that, that might follow your... Oh, yeah, the number of federations that have reached out to us um, on how did we do it, can you help us do it, um, from the players um, to executives in the different federations. And um, I don't want to just focus on soccer. I think this is going to have, like I said tonight, this is going to affect more than just soccer. It's going to affect other sports and other business industries. So I think the ripple effects uh, will, will be some time before we actually realize um, the effect that this is going to have on everyone. Cindy, you had to, last one for Cindy, go ahead. You had to not only bargain with two unions, but marshaled this through a board of directors that represents a lot of different constituencies across American soccer, not all of whom care as much about the senior national team as others. What was it like getting through the board, and how did that final vote go? Yeah, you know, everything was a process um, throughout the entire CBA, whether it's um, figuring out where the board was at on it, the, the men's national team, the PA, the women's national team and their PA, even U.S. soccer. And so, you know, just as you feel like you're getting close to a deal, then the next second you feel like things are falling apart and then, you, then things get back on track and you're feeling good about it. And so um, this didn't happen overnight. This was... A long process, um, not talking about the two decades of equal pay fight, but this specific process um, was about two years in the making. So, um, I, I mean, just thinking about tonight and like everything that it took to get here um, from our board to the PAs and just thinking back, I actually wrote down everybody's name in U.S. soccer that in some way, shape, or form helped push this over the line. And it was over 60 people. Like, that's just U.S. soccer. So um, extrapolate that out with the men's PA and the women's PA. Um, it's pretty impressive what we've done. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15 just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And finally, we go from the mix zone to the press conference room. Vlako Andonovsky, obviously still under a lot of pressure. We have a big game coming up against England. But ultimately, the mood was pretty jovial still. So here's the full press conference with head coach Vlako Andonovsky. Vlako, what, uh, what were the challenges of this game? Uh, the difficulties? Um, maybe some of the pressure that started to build in the second half? Yeah, uh, I actually have to say that I, I was... Uh, Extremely happy with how the team performed in the in the first half and the things that we were able to do. The the only the only thing that we were missing in uh, in the first half was the execution. I thought that uh, we actually uh, created a lot more uh, in the in the first half than we did in the in the whole game in the previous game, but uh, we were not able to execute uh, the opportunities that we created. And when you play uh, when you play team uh, uh, organized and disciplined team like uh, Nigeria. Uh, they uh, they actually get a momentum with uh, one or two attacks and their confidence grew and then the game changed a little bit, it opened up, it became a little more transitional and uh, at certain certain times uh, we uh, we didn't know which way which way uh, it's going to go but I, I'm very proud of the, the team and how they handled it because uh, I do know that uh, there will be a moment like this uh, when uh, when it matters and the fact that they figure out a way to uh, to get a to get a goal and win the game uh, is uh, very good for us. But we we did learn a, a big lesson that uh, when we create opportunities early, we we need to put them away because uh, otherwise uh, we can we can go through uh, the moments like we did in the second half. Henry, go. Uh, what was your what was going through your head during the post game? Ceremony as the CBA was being signed, so you're watching off the side. What was what were your emotions? I mean, first, uh, I have to say I, I was very happy to see that to see that happening. Uh, I was very proud of the players, uh, happy for for the players, and also happy for everyone that started the started this uh, this movement. You know, just uh, seeing uh, seeing Julie Fowdy there. I saw Christine Lilly, Kate Margrave. I mean, uh, they, they, these are the people that started, but then uh, people like Becky and Pino and uh, and Crystal. Uh, and Sam, uh, who who finished it and got it over, over the line, is uh, something uh, something that uh, it's just uh, uh, I don't know satisfying to to see and to to witness it firsthand. I mean, uh, another thing is uh, it, it is a historic moment for uh, for uh, women's soccer in the states. It's a historic moment for for women's soccer around the world, and not just soccer. It is a historic moment for uh, for sports in general. I've, uh, I've always said that uh, this team is um, 
is very progressive minded and always uh, sets standards for a lot of things, uh, not just uh, not just sports. Uh, and uh, I'm uh, just proud uh, of the team and proud and honored to be uh, part of this team. And uh, also happy that uh, my name somewhere will be in the, in the history. I, I <laughs> whether you like it or not, 50 years from now, when they say who, who coached the team when uh, the CBA was signed, <laughs> or when the, the settlement um, uh, the settlement uh, was also uh, uh, finished when when I coached the team. So two historic moments, and uh, happy that uh, <laughs> the answer to that question will be the former prime minister of Macedonia. <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously, very happy, very proud of the proud of the team, and uh, uh, also happy that uh, now with uh, with this, uh, everybody can focus on uh, what the, what we're good at and uh, what our jobs are. So, and we don't have to worry about anything else. Meg, go ahead. Maybe something a little less happy, uh, allowing the goal. It's it, we haven't seen that in a while. But what does that maybe give you in terms of data? That. I mean, now after a momentum like this, I, I really want to talk about the goal that we got scored But yes, you are right. Uh, it does not make me happy, and it is something that uh, I feel like we we spent analyzing the goal for the next uh, four or five minutes uh, instead of focusing on on the on the next um, on the next action or focusing on the game. But. Uh, uh, again, if it had to happen, I'm glad it happened in this game. Uh, if it had to happen, I'm glad it happens now. And uh, again, that's why we play these teams. I mean, that's why we play a team that is uh, uh, transitional, intense, and aggressive. That's why we play a team that is physical and, uh, uh, and fast. Because if it happens that we do, have a, you know, we do face a team like that in the, in the World Cup, hopefully uh, we'll know how to handle it. You talked about the lack of finishes in the first half, but what did you see from Rose's finish on her goal and just the athleticism it took to uh, put that in the back of the net? Uh, I will start first with uh, with Pino's first touch and cross. Uh, I thought that was uh, world class, but. Uh, I still don't know how Rose managed to get ahead <laughs> <laughs> of that ball. I thought it was uh, absolutely incredible. Very happy, very happy for her. We've done a lo- lot of work on her uh, runs, uh, or I mean, on our midfielders' runs in the box, and the fact that uh, we did have a midfielder finish uh, and uh, get a goal, uh, um, game-winning goal, is uh, very ful- fulfilling and satisfying because it is uh, one of the areas that we've uh, focused on uh, in the, in the last few games. JT. Sam Coffey got a start tonight. You talked already about you know what you've seen her so far. What did you see from her tonight in her national team debut? First, uh, I have to say that uh, what we expected, uh, <clears throat> we, we saw there. Uh, I thought that she was very calm on the ball, very composed. Uh, and for someone that is playing first cap in front of full stadium, uh, in a tight game, <clears throat> I thought that she did a, a very good job. And uh, we saw moments of uh, her understanding of the game and ability to to break lines and find uh, find our midfielders or forwards in the, uh, in higher areas. Uh, obviously, uh, there were moments where I think uh, she, she can still grow, and that's uh, uh, that's mainly on the mid- uh, defensive side of the game. But uh, it's uh, it's not surprising. It's uh, something that we've uh, highlighted uh, as area of growth for her and. Uh, Knowing Sam, that uh, she, uh, I have no doubt in my mind that she will, she will get better. Go ahead. Uh, 
given that this is the first time that the women's national team has played in D.C. in some time, how did you think about tonight's turnout? I thought it was incredible. Uh, it was amazing. I thought the, the, the fans were uh, absolutely incredible. I'm very thankful. And uh, uh, I have to say that uh, it, it, it just gave me chills when, uh, when I get in front of, uh, in front of a full stadium. Uh, that is uh, supporting, yelling, and, and cheering uh, our team. It, it's uh, it's very fulfilling, and uh, it's uh, very nice to be part of uh, the spectacle. All right, we've got two more from Waco. Go ahead. Waco, uh, how do you think the team did? Nigeria, it looked like they changed formation uh, into this game. I mean, had maybe a different problem to solve kind of on the fly. How do you think the team did working that out as the game went? Yes, uh, <clears throat> I actually thought that uh, uh, Nigeria did a very good job um, and uh, stayed very organized. Uh, but uh, I have to say that, uh, especially in the first half, uh, the, the way they uh, positioned themselves, they, it changed a couple of times just in the first half. And uh, every time that happened, we were able to uh, we were able to adjust and did an incredible job. I mean. Uh, we were able to to get uh, through the phases through, uh, through the zones uh, very uh, very precise. The only thing we were missing was the final final pass or even the final pass. We did we did create uh, some uh, very good opportunities uh, that just did not finish it. So even though they were they were very good uh, in the part that they did, I thought that we uh, we did better uh, on our side adjusting on on their movement. Where uh, second half, uh, I thought that uh, they were just slightly uh, slightly more aggressive and uh, that played in the, in their favor. Uh, on, on the other side, what played in their favor was us being a little more um, a little more attacking minded, leaving less numbers back. So then, uh, then uh, it became like I said the earlier. The game became transitional, and uh, it, I mean that was a moment of the game. Like uh, like I said earlier, that uh, we didn't know which way this game can go. So. Last question for Blanco. Go ahead. Hi. Congrats on the win, Blanco. Um, Lindsay Horan and Emily Fox are playing very well together, especially in this game. Can you speak a little bit to the connection that they seem to be forming on the field? Yes. Uh, I, I think that... Uh, uh, we were able to we were able to see Lindsay and, uh, and Foxy together. This is not the first time, but uh, we were able to see see them uh, together uh, before. And uh, one thing that that is uh, very good to see is the progress uh, as they uh, that they're making as they're uh, as they're playing together on the field. But uh, that's uh, that's that's. I would say normal, but also uh, expected, and that's why we will have uh, some of this group of players play together or lines uh, play together a little bit more often, because uh, ultimately it helps them uh, learn each other's strengths, weaknesses, habits, uh, tendencies. Uh, that uh, hopefully by by the World Cup, uh, everybody will will be on the same page and will know uh, will know each other very well. All right, I'll be back with you next week. Hopefully you enjoyed this kind of spin through what a night at work for me is like. And and one more thing, it has been honestly nonstop for women's sports over the past week or two. I mean, Serena, Sue Bird, USA versus Canada, Women's Worlds, the US Open, WNBA playoffs, international games, to the point where it feels impossible to watch everything happening. There have been so many big emotional moments, but this finally feels like the full breadth of what's possible. You have women's sports on multiple channels happening at the same time. I've been enjoying it, and I hope you have been too. For all things full-time, you can visit fulltimepod.com. There are links for all the major podcast platforms in one spot, plus more information about the show. If you'd like to subscribe to The Athletic, 
Support all of our women's soccer coverage. You can do that right now at theathletic.com slash full-time. My name is Meg. You've been listening to Full-Time with Meg Linehan, and you can always find me on Twitter and Instagram at It's Meg Linehan and my work at The Athletic. Full-Time, of course, does not exist without the work and support of senior podcast producer Michael Zimmerman. I'm Meg. I'll talk to you next week.